Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic, the facts of the last 30 years. You have a saying, Dallas, you're entitled... Actually, it's not even your saying, no, but let's reference... I've co-opted it, I say it all the time, so let's roll with the fact that um, it's my saying. You're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your facts. And I normally add on to that and say, in most cases, you're not entitled to your own opinion. <laughs> Unless you've actually done the work to have a valid, thought-out opinion, yeah. you're not entitled to it. But yeah, but yeah the, the original saying is, yes... You're entitled to your own opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts. And we're not talking about you, the listener. We love, we love our listeners. We're, our listeners. We will, actually, we're speaking, talking about your friends and colleagues. Speaking of opinions, uh, I feel like we've been forgetting to do this in recent podcasts. If, speaking of opinions, if you have anything, any listeners have anything that they would like us to discuss mm-hmm. or, or any, any questions, uh, any case studies, any, any topics that you'd like to hear us debate or uh, go into more detail about... Uh, feel free to send us an email at podcast at mo50.com.au. We're looking for some more topics to, to get into in, in, the, in the new year. So uh, we'd love to hear from you guys with any sort of feedback about things that you've liked in other episodes, um, things that you'd like to hear us do more of or less of, or any topics that you want us to debate. So I just thought I'd plug that one in now because we keep forgetting to do at the end of it. So sorry, Michael. That's all right, Dallas. That's good. No, thanks for doing that. The The... I mean, we've done recent podcasts about the difference, it was yeah. called the shocking risk yep. of term deposits, the difference between investing in yep. term deposits when you are yep. retired, if you retired in 1990, yep. fast forward to 2020, compared to investing in yep. uh, the great companies of Australia and the world. Yep. Um, what I thought we'd look at is, is um, what if you had actually, forget that you were retired then, yep. what if you had been working then? Yeah. And you'd been putting your money into something. Mm-hmm. Where would you actually put that money? Yep. As you accumulated towards your retirement. So, if you if you started in the workforce in 1990, and I've just gone back to September 1990. Yep. So my figures here go from September 1990 through to the end of September 2020. So um, 30 years. Yep. So basically, um, if I had uh, wanted to put my money into something over that period of time and I chose the largest 500 companies in yep. America. Yep. Now, I'm not saying go and put your money in the largest 500 companies in America. We would like to diversify even further than that. Yes. What I'm saying here is that is a diversified group of companies. Yes. Um, you spread across the largest 500 companies and the data goes back a lot further on these companies. So, yeah. Data is important. Yeah. I want data yep. at my fingertips. Yep. And um, if if we'd done that, if we'd done that over that period of time, the average rate of return that we would have received per annum is ten point four three percent. Yep. Per annum. Um, now, what what did the cost of goods and services go up by over that period of time? It went up by an average of two point two seven percent. Yep. These are American figures. Yes. Um, it's important to note. 
yeah. not dissimilar to Australian figures. No, well, very, very close. I was about to jump in and defend you there to go, well, I've looked at these numbers for the Australian market and it's very similar. It is. And again, that's not magic. You know, if let's, you look at the, the 500 biggest companies in America are, are performing many of the same actions that the 200 biggest companies in Australia are doing. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're out there trying to find customers, trying to serve customers, trying to, trying to add value to their yep. lives and capture some of that. And, and that's, that's what they're doing. So, you know, this isn't, it's definitely not a cherry picked example where we're looking at one company or one yeah. market. This is, this is a, a really good diversified. And, and let's even dial that 10.43% down to 10%, yep. just to that's, be conservative and round numbers. What's 0.43% between friends, Michael? <laughs> and let's dial up, let's imagine that inflation ran a bit higher than that. Yeah. It ran at 3%, not 2.27%. Yeah. If I'd put my money, and whenever that money became available to me as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to time yeah. when to get in. Yeah. Uh, I could have invested at what yeah. was just before the financial crisis, some yeah. money, yeah. invested some money at the bottom. What yeah. we're talking about here is uh, over that time frame, I would have averaged 10% rate of return yeah. on the money that yeah. I'd put into that yeah. uh, per annum. And and um, the cost of goods and services would have gone up by about 3% yeah. per annum. So. My rate of return, and this is something that people don't often talk about, and we actually probably don't talk about it enough. That that margin, the difference between ten percent and three yeah. percent, yeah. that is your return. That's your real return. That's your real return. Yeah, and that's that's a really good uh, point to make there because we don't we we often, especially in in our modern times where we interest rates are so low and inflation has been so low in recent years that it's easy to discount that. Yep. But then on the other side of that, we're often talking about the long-term impacts of inflation. So yep. whenever you're looking at a return, it, it's really easy to look at what they call the nominal return and say, oh yeah, I got a 10% return on that money. But yep. if I got a 10% return and everything around me got 3% dearer, I, I only have 7% more buying power that next year. My purchasing power yep. has gone up by 7%. So that's the key is really that real return on investment. And, and that 10% rate of return, that's taken into consideration all of the drops and falls. It's taken into consideration the global financial crisis. Yeah. It's taken into consideration. Let me wind back and see yeah. well, what I, was, I can remember. I think that that's, <laughs> a, that's a really good example. Of, <laughs> so so to, there's something about, I, I think, I don't know, but whenever we look back on... When we look at current times and we look at our sort of lifetime, we always sort of think that there's been the most scary and out there things have happened to us, you know what I mean? And so what you look back, and, and I've actually read a really good book about this, Stocks for the Long Run, um, which, which talks about the American um, market since about 1820 or something like that. And it's basically a, over a long enough time frame, I think it's about 50 years, pretty much every 50-year period, is about a 7% real return. So the return mm. above inflation. Inflation has fluctuated a bit over different times, yep. but the real, the real net return of owning companies and the, the, the premium that you've got by doing that over what the cost of goods and services rose by was about 7%. And so it's so easy to look back over this last 30 years and go, well, this thing happened and this thing happened and this thing happened. Jeez, we must have really taken a beating. And then when you look at these returns, you go, well, that's, that's what happened. These are the facts of the last 30 years. This is the, the nominal return was a shade over 10% and the real return was, was over 7%. So it's, it's crazy to think of, as you're about to say, all these things that happened 
at the same time, all these things that happened, we were getting these returns. Yeah, all of these things that happened, uh, I mean, in the time that I've been in the industry since uh, the early 2000s, 2001, um, we had uh, a terrorist attack, of course, yeah. September 11, 2001 yeah. terrorist attacks. We had a, uh, a war in Iraq shortly yeah. after that yeah. that caused the market to fall. Um, there was there was other terrorist attacks in Bali yeah. uh, leading up to, the, obviously, the big, big, big fall, which was the global financial crisis. Yep. The flash crash. Now, now I'm trying to get the flash crash of uh, when, when was the you know, coming out of the GFC when there was there was there was a mass. fiscal cliff that the whole world was going to yeah, fall off. Yeah, uh, that, that never happened. There was um, Greece was going to go bankrupt, which I don't know how that was going to wipe everything <laughs> out. And this is getting into all, my territory of all, all, all the things, things that, yeah. I, that I'm aware of. Yep. Greece was going to go mad, and then I remember the there was. Um, the fiscal cliff that was that was a good one. I don't even. I still don't even really know what that means. But at the time, it was really scary. Whoever came up with that, was, it was it was it was, it was very sticky. Of just very very sticky term. The fiscal cliff. Ebola. Remember Ebola. Ebola. Ebola was going to be the thing. Uh, and obviously coronavirus. Uh, just yeah. lately. So yeah. so through all of that, yeah. through to the end of September two thousand and twenty, over thirty years, the yeah. rate of return, ten percent. Yeah. Ten percent through all of that. Yeah. Um, by just buying and holding the largest 500 companies in America. Yeah. Inflation ran at 3%. You made a real rate of return of 7% yeah. through that period of time. Yeah. So, and um, look, it, it's, it's a really good one. To, and, and we don't even have to be any more tricky than that yeah. other than saying as much – I'm going to put on as much of that as I can. Yeah, put yeah. it on like brill cream. Put it on like brill cream, yeah. as, an old, as an old saying. So, um, so yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. If I if I had just said over this thirty years, I'm just going to put I, I as money comes to me. I'm going to invest it. I'm just going to invest it. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm a, not going to worry really, about the price. That's a really good point because, again, t- touching back to what we spoke about in a recent podcast about, we are here by giving you permission not to worry about the short term noise. Hmm. This. This is not the return that you would have got if you got out before the, the GFC and got yeah. back in or the return that you would have got if you skipped, you know, the, the 10 worst months each. There's, no, there's nothing to this. This is no. just buy and hold. This yep. is just as money becomes available to me, I buy shares in you know, the, best, the, the best and biggest companies in America in this case and I just buy them when the money becomes available and I just hold them forever. Yep. That's all there is. There's nothing. There's nothing sneaky to this. You just, you just do that, and that's the return that you get. Now, you can get more sneaky than that if you want, but the research shows that you're actually going to be biting into those returns. You're not going to be outperforming at all. And, so. and what I'd ask everyone to do um, that's listening, because where I got this data from, yeah. there's a really, really good website called politicalcalculations.blogspot.com yeah. with a few. Slashy things <laughs> in there. If you and just a, plug that in, it'll and take a HTTPS you dot dot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still don't know what the difference is between HTTP and HTTPS. So, but anyway, yeah. um, the other way to do it is to Google cool calculations. Yeah. it'll take you to this website. Yeah, and um, if you look down the right hand side, it's got a like an indexed column. Yeah, and down that right hand side of the of the front page, there'll be most popular posts. Immediately under those most popular posts is a link. Called the S and P 500 at your tip at your fingertips. The S and P 500 at your fingertips. Click on that link. What I'd what I'd say to everyone. Um, you can choose uh, two two different dates. So you can choose a beginning date and yeah. an ending date. 
Mm-hmm. Now, for my calculations, I chose September 1990 mm-hmm. yep. as my beginning date, ending date, September 2020. I just wouldn't look over 30 years. Yep. What I would say to people uh, who are listening, if you're interested, it's really, really interesting, go back, yep. plug in the date that you entered the workforce. Yep. So if you entered the workforce at around 18, yep. then yep. plug in yep. that date yep. as your beginning date and plug in the ending date as now. Um, hit calculate mm-hmm. on, on the top of that and just have a look at, um, at what's happened. If you look down the bottom, it'll give you the, the percentage return. So it'll give you calculated results. Yep. It'll tell you the index rate of return with full dividend reinvestment. That's what you want to look at. Yep. Um, that's the total rate of return, the, the, the growth and the dividends together. Um, that's what came out at 10.43%. Immediately under that, yep. it'll give you the inflation rate. Yeah of 2.27%. Um, you can have a look at that. It's, it's, yeah. it's a really, really and, interesting thing to have a look at. And I'm going to add on to that because it's something that I've done before, which is, again, when I say this is interesting, I feel like Nicola's going to listen to it. My wife, Nicola's going to listen to it and go, mate, you've got to get a life. But <laughs> go back throughout history and try and find, try and find a 30-year period that you think captures the worst of the worst. And, mm. and 30 years is a good amount of time because you go... Um, for example, if you go, okay, 1987 was the, the big the big crash, you know, the, the stock market crash of 27%. I think it was October of, 1997, so you could yeah. pick a starting you, date. You, of, if of, you pick the day before that, and, and I've done this before, you're almost trying to trick the returns and go, okay, yeah. well, what if I cherry pick out here that day to then a day that's really bad in yeah. you know, 30 years later, for example. So you could pick that in, in that and then go back to 2017 and pick... When in that year, what was the big crash in that year? Because yeah. you know they're like buses; the one comes along all the time. Yeah. So, if you go back to the, you go back to '87, pick that, and then go to 2017. Go back and look at you know when there was the, the biggest drop throughout that year. Go to the bottom of that drop, so the peak of that time and the drop of that. Mm. It makes next to no difference. It, yeah. It's amazing yeah. the, the returns that you still achieved over that 30-year period. So, now you've just picked out. Yeah, the last 30 years, even if you were to, and that's, I think, we've touched on this before, people's big fear is, I'm going to invest the day before the next GFC. Yep. And what we're here to tell you is that if you're invested for 30 years, which you are going to be, someone, as a member of a couple, someone is likely to live for 30 years. If you, even if you're retiring now, someone's probably going to be around in 30 years that needs, Mm. needs to draw an income out of there. We're looking at 30 years, you... Even if that happened, even if you invested on the day before the biggest drop at that point in time, you were yes. still fine over 30 years. Over any 30-year period that you can look at, yep. the returns are amazing. And, and that's, that's, I guess, my... I've just piggybacked onto your thing here, but I've done this before, and it's a really interesting look back at things that at the time seemed like the worst or the scariest thing that you, that you experienced as you are growing up. And you can cherry-pick the data all you want, and it just it doesn't, it doesn't flow through over 30 years to make it... Significantly That's worse. a really good idea. I remember we looked at this just recently with someone, and we we it just so happened the time frame we were looking at yeah. was just before the global financial crisis, yeah. and it was it was in March of two thousand twenty yeah. was the ending date. Yes, and the average rate of return was still something like five percent per annum. Yes. So we picked yeah, like literally, the, and that's a short time frame. You know that yeah. like that was yeah a bit over what was that twelve years twelve years so twelve yeah. year time frame. Which is really quite a short time frame, and that's you know, that's people's big fear. And, and then that's what I've done before: is over over a five-year time frame, you can you can you can find things that are negative returns, but even they're few and far between. Yeah. But once you get out to ten years, it's 
it's it's really hard it's to really find hard. a negative return. And then once you get to 20 years and beyond, those returns are like clockwork. And the, prob- the problem, I think, is that people can actually look at this. It's presented on one page. So yeah. 30 years with the returns are presented on one page or 10 yep. years or 15 years or whatever yep. you want to do. Yeah. Um, and people can say, yeah, that's not really a long, a, a long period of time. Yeah. But when the markets are actually falling yes. and the media who yeah. are pure evil yeah. and are only interested in selling newspapers. and scaring the hell out of people yeah. because it sells newspapers and yeah. they're telling you to get out, get out, get out. We're all falling off the fiscal cliff. Yeah. Ooh, uh, the yeah. sky's falling down. Yeah. Uh, one day seems like a long time. Yeah. A week yeah. is an eternity, yeah. and a month yeah. is yeah beyond an eternity, yeah. and, and that's why people tend to panic when yeah. you, when it's all laid out on one screen and you look at it over ten years and you start it the day before the global financial crisis yeah. started, yes, and you end it yeah. very bottom of the yeah. coronavirus, and yeah. it's still great yeah. on an average five percent per annum. Yeah. Um, people can actually logically look at that and go, well, I yeah. can understand that, yes. but when it's happen- actually yeah. happening. And uh, at that point in time, and that's that, you know we, we've talked about this before, but that's a big part of our role with our clients is just to you know is that zooming out function of meeting with people and going yeah this is in the news now this is in the news hey let's just take a step back again for a second and think okay you're eight years from retirement and then you want to start drawing this income and drawing it for thirty years mm. let's step back and think what do we need to do over the next thirty eight years and as soon as you do that people realise well. What happens in the next month probably doesn't really matter that yeah. much. I, I, I've got permission to sort of step back and, and just put that aside for a second and think about the big picture. Yeah. And this ties into the previous podcast about, you know, you take a step back, go back to what is my goal? I want to be goal yep. focused. What am I trying to achieve over the long term? Mm. And then what's the plan that I have to put in place to make that happen? Yep. And, and once you do that, and as you say, if, if you look at this on one sheet of paper, you go, well, obviously, if I want to be invested for 30 years, this just makes sense. And I can just tune out all the noise in the short term and I know that I'm going to end up somewhere in that ballpark of where I need to be. Yep. So, um, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. so, go to... Uh, this is this is probably the first time we've actually given homework to the, to the, the money out of 50 listeners. It, it's really interesting to say... Yeah. Um, uh, go to... Actually, yeah. just Google I, I feel like political is, calculations... Yeah blogspot.com yeah and uh, most popular posts on the right hand side yeah and underneath that is the S&P 500 at your fingertips it's a, it's a link yeah now I laugh because at the start of this podcast we asked people for feedback this will probably be the most feedback we'll get where people we go you guys are losers this is not that interesting <laughs> at all you've got to get a life but we think it's really interesting and, and we think that if you jump in and do it it'll, it'll be yeah, it'll look, be, it'll be I mean, everyone's interested in price. So one yeah. of the things it'll tell you is yeah. what the average share price of those companies were at the date that you started and what the average share price is now. So, for example, the S&P 500, the largest 500 companies in America, September 1990, yeah. average share price $315. Yeah. Um, September 2020, average share price $3,365. Yeah. Um, Dividends, yeah. dividends that you received eleven for every eleven dollars eighty four of dividends that you received in September nineteen ninety, you're now receiving fifty eight dollars eighty five. Yeah. Uh, so it's gone up fivefold. Consumer price index one hundred and thirty two dollars seventy is turned into two hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah. Basically, what that's saying is is yeah. is double over that twice as dear. So yeah. so things have got twice as dear. Yeah. Um, the the dividends have gone up five times over yeah. that period of time. Though. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 really interesting from that point of view. Well, yeah. it's 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 interesting for us. Yeah. Again, like Dallas said, you <laughs> might get on there and, and and say, this is. Um, if you're listening at this point of this podcast yeah. and you're a long-term listener, you're probably a lot like us. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so yeah. you're probably interested yeah. in this stuff. Um, it's yeah. quite interesting. Go back to like, like, try any period of time. Yes. Any long-term period yeah. of time. And and I think that's a good message to take out of this as well. Is that have a play around with, have a play around with five-year periods, and you'll find a few, quite a few that are negative rates of return that, you know, you mm. can pick five years where you went, okay, things went backwards. You know, the best companies in, in America went backwards over that five-year period. Then you dial it out to 10 years and it's very hard to find a 10-year mm. period where that happened. It's almost very, very few. And then as soon as you go to 20 years, you just can't, you cannot find mm. a period of, of returns where it was, it was negative. They're all starting to get more the same. Mm. And then you're the 30 years and you realise that they're very, very similar. And so that's, I think, the big lesson that I took away from all of this is that you, you, have to, you have to have that long-term view. And it's great news for most 55-year-olds listening to this because, as we've said, you've got permission to think of this as a 40-year exercise. You, yeah. You've got maybe 10 years of work and then 30 years of retirement. You've got 40 years that you need to be mm. planning for. Yep. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter so much what the next five years does. It matters what happens over the next 40 years. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.